Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, it's my man who loves... Julia Louise Dreyfus is uh, Frank. How are you today? I'm great, and I do love her. She's fantastic. She uh, is fantastic. We'll, we'll get to that later, but I'm doing great. How are you, buddy? Oh, I'm doing just fine, Frank. Uh, we are here on Beer with Geeks. We are far over 300 episodes, and people are still listening to us, so what's that about? I but, don't know. I don't know, but thank you. Thank you for listening. Yes. Yes, thank you. Um, if you're interested in hearing the rest of our conversations about nothing, feel free to track how Tim and Frank started almost six years ago, yeah. seven years ago. Yeah, and, six, seven years ago. Yeah, and just track that and how we evolved through the years and what we end up talking about. And uh, you'll come to hate us just as much as I hate myself. <laughs> yeah. Aw, uh, well, I love you. Oh, thanks, bud. Um, I mediocrely enjoy your your pleasantries too oh thanks thanks that's yeah. nice yeah <laughs> got him i love him. well i anyway. hope i hope whatever you're drinking is better than mediocre um it actually is better than mediocre frank uh, i'm drinking a hoe garden which is always a good um and always a good choice for a, a belgian wheat beer um it is my last one of this case uh and i think i only have three beers left of my um my european grab bag oh uh-huh, okay so um, so we're moving on to different summer beers pretty soon because summer is approaching. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Coriander and orange peel. Always a good guess. Solid. Well, Frank, what are you drinking? I'm actually in a similar place where I'm I'm drinking something that is uh, old and Bel- Belgian. Yeah, it's Belgian, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, old and Belgian and uh, and also light, and that's a Stella Artois. My uncle. Oh no. <laughs> what are you mm-hmm. What are you drinking? Sorry, Stella. Yeah, I thought you, I was gonna make a. Uh, I was going to make a joke. You're drinking my Uncle Albert? What? <laughs> yeah. No, no, not this time. This time it's just a good old Stella Artois. Ah, Stella. I do love Stella. Mostly for the Stella <laughs> joke you yes. can make every time you open a beer. Every time. Um, Yeah, I had a Stella yesterday, actually. I wish I didn't because then we could have had the same beer coincidence. Could have been Stella, buddies. What a crazy random happenstance. Mm. We And that, and that would have been Stellar. Oh, would have been stellar. Would have been a great joke. Would have been an awesome pun. But unfortunately, that pun is is no good now. That's Sorry. all right. That's okay. That's all right. Frank, it was a, a just okay pun, but no, was actually better than just okay. Was Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Frank? Um, wait, I'll um, I'll I'll change the way I said that. Okay. Was the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, comma Frank? Period. You know, because uh, yes. otherwise it sounds like the title of the show is Falcon and Winter Soldier, Frank. Right. Right. Yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Frank. Frank. Frank, Frank the Winter Soldier. Frank. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I I thought this show was okay, actually. 
I thought it was okay. A difference of opinions. Yeah, I love this. I, I, um, we I, never do this, Frank. That's not true. That is not true at all. <laughs> we wouldn't have 350-something episodes if we said the same thing every time. Um, no, I, I liked it. I liked it. It definitely was slow going to get started for me. And um, and in the end, it, it, it came around for me. But it was not my favorite Marvel thing I've ever seen. It wasn't my favorite superhero thing I've ever seen. It was it was good. I enjoyed it, but but um, middle of the pack, middle of the pack, okay, middle middle to yeah yeah above the fold, not not bottom of the pack. Yeah, okay. We're not talking we're not talking Thor the Dark World area like like way above that, you know, in in the in the top half. But um, it just was. It was probably more along the lines of like the the Marvel Netflix shows for me. Where I was just sort of like, okay, this is like in terms of in terms of enjoyment, not in terms of quality, not in terms of storytelling, but in terms of how much I enjoyed it. Just sort of sure. like, okay, this is good. It's I don't enjoy it as much as like the movies, but this was fun. To paraphrase Austin Powers, it wasn't your bag, baby. It was not my bag, baby. No. Interesting. But you liked it a lot more than I did. I liked it a lot. I think I liked it more than WandaVision, which is, I Whoa. think, heresy. I think it's heresy. heresy. I think you're alone in that one. Heresy, though. blasphemy. Well, I will explain. I will explain why. And it, it's I. It's purely subjective. Um, I don't think this is. I. I think. Well, maybe. All right. So spoilers for both moving forward. Yes. You know, just so so we're aware. Yes, for but, both the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes. Mm-hmm. I loved WandaVision so much. You can go back to listen to episode 300 and blah, blah, blah. You to did. Hear me talk you did about love it. it yeah. Yes. Um, and, but I thought it devolved by the end of the show, which I do believe we talked about where you have this smart postmodern deconstructionist uh, look at television, at um, Marvel, at Scarlet Witch and Vision, blah, blah, blah. And by the end, it's, Hey, everyone, guess what? Guess what? It's the MCU, so we have to fight. We have to fight somewhere. We can't just have a... Like, we can't do something so drastically different. We have to adhere back to formula. Throws, you know, throws friend into into machine equipment. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Back to (laughs) formula. Formula. Yeah. That took me a second, but I got there. <laughs> it's because I couldn't think of the guy's. I can't think of the guy's name. It's gonna come to me later. It's Norman Osborn and his helper scientist friend. Yeah, yeah. Norman. Back to formula. Yeah. Oh man. Back to formula. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a lot. He says that a lot. <laughs> like a very brief amount of time in oh, that film wow. in Spider Man. But uh, anyway, so it, but it does. It goes back to classic Marvel formula which I like. It's very digestible. It's fun. It's pop entertainment. But I thought that the first many episodes of WandaVision was doing something very not Marvel that way. Mm. Um, it was it was it was quirky and different and the commentary was was fairly strong and all and all this stuff and so but then it just kind of devolved where I thought that Falcon and the Winter Soldier started where it ended so it was just more consistent in what it was delivering maybe it wasn't as it might not have been as original to television but at least like i understood the expectations from the beginning to the end and it followed through with those where i thought that wandavision tapered Mm, interesting i see that and i understand that 
I feel like uh, so I, I'll agree that like WandaVision started in one place and, and ended in a very different place. It wasn't consistent in the same way. That was one of the things I liked about WandaVision was that it sort of it lulled you into this like, OK, here's what we're doing. We're doing this deconstruction of you know pop culture um, and it, it unraveled into this completely different thing that that tied itself into the events of the Marvel Universe um, in a very unique way. What what Falcon and Winter Soldier for me it it felt like a Captain America movie, which is great, mm. um, which is fantastic, and and I would see that movie, but it felt like it was very decompressed over the course of the series, and mm. I felt like it was, it, it yes. was, and I felt like I felt like I was I was watching a movie in in small pieces, and I just wanted to watch the movie, like I didn't want to see it in pieces. I want, and maybe I would feel differently if I binge the show. I bet I would feel differently if I binge the show. Um, but watching it week to week um, and sort of trying to figure out where it was going, ultimately, you know, I had my suspicions, but trying to just follow this show and and there there wasn't it, it, there wasn't enough week to week that sort of kept me like, oh, man, I can't wait to see what happens in the next episode. It was sort of like, can we just get there already so I can so I can get to the big like whatever this big uh you know, culmination of everything is going to be. It just sort of felt like it was very slow and plodding to get there. And once it got there in the end, I enjoyed what they gave us. I guess I just wish that it was, you know, a two two hour movie instead of this many episodes of a series. I absolutely understand that criticism. Um, I especially since Wandavision. I mean, they're very different shows, but Wandavision is by its na- nature because of what it's doing, episodic. It mm. is meant to be digested one week at a time because of the store of the way every every episode is a is a new type of television, and you know, blah 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 blah, blah all the way all the way to the end. Whereas it is, you are telling one narrative in Falcon and Winter Soldier, right? You know, it's one long through line from beginning to end. And that's where I, where the consistency comes in. But you're right, week to week, it it almost just brings you back to a non-binging environment that you might not exactly be used to. Because, like, like say, like, Mandalorian, you know, another Disney Plus streamer show, is also has its episodic episodes. They don't always they don't always connect. But Falcon and Winter Soldier is one long thing. It's like here's the chapter break, here's the chapter break, here it yes. is, here it is, here it yes. is, here it is. And you're right, it does feel like a Captain America movie. And that's what I think its greatest strength was that mm-hmm. it played directly into the story that we were telling a few episodes ago a few episodes ago, maybe last episode, question mark out loud, when we talked about film festivals yes would you do the captain america film festival like here's like the story through line of steve rogers throughout the mcu correct and and with that in mind that's precisely what this is it continues that film festival it it has the same tone as winter soldier which is the kind of the core of steve's you know his turning his turning point of of his story and so um so cuz you could you could make an argument that Steve actually doesn't really change much between like the end of events of Winter Soldier basically all the way through the end of Endgame. He's fairly consistent in who he is. Yeah. Um yeah, and you could argue that. I mean the nature of Steve Rogers, he is consistent in who he is from beginning to end. Is this a test? You know, right. I'm just a guy from Brooklyn. Like that's just who he is. Um but the show the show works with that. It's the the Falcon and Winter Soldier is not just the story of 
Bucky and Sam, it's the legacy of Steve Rogers and and but but also the legacy of Captain America. It's the legacy of America itself, and it's tied together through Steve Rogers, who is but a memory and ghost. He's on the moon or whatever, which is a comic thing, which I think it's fun that they were joking about that. Yeah, because when yeah, Steve yeah. became old in the comics, like he was like literally like hanging out like on the moon at like part of the watchtower thingy on the moon. And so I loved that they kind of they played with that because he could be on the moon. Who knows? Who knows? Um so but I like this idea that you have Steve the legacy and that's how it sets it up, put them shield in the Smithsonian and blah blah blah, all this stuff. And then you get and then you get John Walker, new Captain Amer- new Captain America right away, the blonde-haired, blue-eyed, realistic America versus the idealized America through Steve Rogers mm. versus hidden America with or forgotten America with Isaiah um uh Isaiah Thomas? Sam Wilson? No, Sam Wilson and Isaiah Yes, the older Isaiah, the older super soldier yeah, who it, Yes, yes. Isaiah yes, um yeah, look it up for me. I'm gonna, use my, I'm gonna use my one look up because I know Thank Isaiah you. Thomas is an NBA player, but I also could be. Yeah. Um. So Isaiah um, Bradley. Bradley. Thank you. Yeah, I knew it was a first name as a last name. Yeah, I yeah. I couldn't remember. So, so you're like you're confronting you're confronting all of this you're confronting all of this stuff, right? You know, it's like um, uh, capitalism and you know american interests overseas and all this stuff but they're battling marxism right you know like because that's the flag smashers they're they are battling no like no borders no nations everyone's equal all this stuff and the first world doesn't like that you know like like, you know give me back my stuff they're like trying to they're trying to capture that thing and then but you're but like between isaiah and sam and you're asking what like you're taking my stuff like that's the whole thing with the boat and everything like that right and then so and you have john walker who's just so willing to be a symbol he doesn't actually understand what being a symbol is and what it represents the first time you see blood on the shield is with john walker Mm -hmm. right because he american interests overseas you know and it john walker is almost like the equivalent of like like i have a black friend you know, like right, yeah. In a lot of ways, it, it's kind of it's kind of that, and they're doing like they're doing this whole they're doing this whole thing. A friend of mine pointed out to me even when Sam dons the Captain America his Captain America outfit, it's very comics accurate, very, which is very, which is very cool. But my friend was like, they cover his face in white, like isn't mm. that like? Which I think is just because it's comic accurate. But he was reading into it, but like. Like here, you are the symbol of Captain America, and now half your face is white. Like, like, what are you doing there, Sam? Um, and so, uh, so it's it's looking. It, I I like that it it looks at all of these things, but it it pits capitalism versus Marxism as your as your main as your main players, plus aristocracy with Baron Zemo, right? Because mm-hmm. they like throw in the fact in here that Zemo's like. I was a baron until your country destroyed mine. Like it's a throwaway line, but it's the third part of the like the economic system that and the political system that everybody's fighting for uh, all over the place. And I just thought 
that was really interesting because it, it doesn't actually really say any of that. Like, it's not like Carly turns to the camera and she's like, we, the Marxists, believe, you know, yes, what Karl yes. Marx says. You know, like, she doesn't do any of that. It's just there if you want it. Um, and I th- I thought that was really smart. It, it does devolve a little bit, as you know, in the third act um, where it's like it wants to do all these things with – you know, borders and this. And what does it do? Takes one speech from Captain America to break all that yeah. down. And so it's always going to be tied nicely with a bow. But that's that's what we love about the MCU is that sure. it's a better, it's a good place to live. That's right? true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we want it to be a better place. I felt like they were trying to maybe do too much and that maybe they could have pared it down a little bit and given it a little bit more focus. Because I feel like there were a lot of things... Um, Sort of like you're saying, there was a lot of things that are, they were there if you wanted them, but but it wasn't the the focus of the show. Things like that that Baron Zemo through line, those things were there for you if you wanted them. But I felt like the show didn't have a point of view on many of those things. They sort of threw them in there, and if you caught them, you could weave them into your own point of view. But there wasn't a coherent point of, point of view, a consistent point of view for a lot of those a lot of those through lines. And and then and then coming through to the end, where it's like. This is both about the Marxist aspect, but it's also like you can't call them terrorists because they're also refugees. So which is it? Um, it was a little. It lacked focus. It was it was a little scattered in in sort of what the moral of the story was. I mean, I certainly got, you know, like we got, uh, you know, Bucky has his has his uh, his ending where he's no longer really the Winter Soldier anymore. Now he's. You know, he's going to be White Wolf or whatever. Maybe this will call him uh, Winter Soldier, but he's not the old Winter Soldier anymore. Yeah, and Sam is clearly Captain America. Said, like officially in the Marvel Universe now, he can no longer be called the Winter Soldier. That's the line. There you go. Yeah. Um. So he's moved on. Sam has moved on and has taken on the, the role of Captain America, which, you know, arguably he, he uh, deserved a, a while ago. So um, it's a lot of it, you know, com- it comes to an end and they put a nice bow on it, but I don't know that it, it came together organically. I feel like it came together because it was the last episode and it was time for it all to come together. Uh, well, uh, yes. And I think, I think WandaVision did the same thing. I think I, I would agree with you yeah, on that. I, would, I, would agree I think with you WandaVision on that. did the same thing. Like, Oh, it was time. It was time. Um, and I, I think you're right in that it does tread water or like it, like it, but like, okay, well we have six episodes and they're 50 episodes. They're 50 minutes a piece. So let's stretch some of this. Let's stretch some of this stuff out. Like you can almost see places to cut it in particular moments mm-hmm. to get it to about a two and a half hour movie. Um, but but I didn't mind because I thought that the performances from Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie were uh, terrific. Like and I because, you know, like they're they're very much supporting players in all of the, the Marvel films. And so this is a good, this was a chance for both of them to shine a little bit. How much do you get your character? And I really, I don't think Sam Wilson has had justice done to him. Like since, um, since, uh, winter soldier winter soldier. Yeah. Like, I, like I, this, I would agree. this was the thing that I was like, right. This is why I fell in love with Sam in the first place. Uh, and I think, I thought that I thought they really stepped up. They really honed who that character is, you know, what Steve saw in him mm-hmm. so explicitly all the way back to them running around the national like the National Mall. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you on that. Um, I do think this is the best we've seen the best 
work they've given Anthony Mackie to do since his first appearance. Yep. And he he was the best part of the whole show for me. His performance, his his the way he owns the 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 character. I mean, his his interactions with the Isaiah Bradley character uh, were so poignant and so meaningful at, at, at this particular juncture in American history. Mm-hmm. Um, and he really, really sold it. He really, really sold it. I, I was very captivated by his, by his performance. And honestly, um, yeah, Sebastian Stan too. I, I really, really appreciated his performance and his, you know, history with the character at this point that's been however many years. It's been it's been a good long while um, that they've both been playing these characters. And it's cool um, to get to to get to see them have, you know, what, what's probably not the ending for either one of these characters, but to come to this, you know, this sort of act break in both of their their uh, character arcs. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was those things were very well done. I really liked that. I really liked um, uh, and I've, I mean, I, I thought actually the uh, the way that they the way they brought in Julie Louis Dreyfus, I feel I got the distinct impression, and I have not done any reading on this, so you might know things I don't know. Okay. I got the distinct impression that we were supposed to have seen her already, but because things got moved around because of COVID, that didn't happen. I know I, this show was supposed to ha- was supposed to be released before um, WandaVision, and mm-hmm. am I wrong that in- the initial plan was for Black Widow to have been released before this show? The Black Widow was supposed to release before this show. Black Widow is a prequel, so right. I don't, I can't speak to if she's in that or not. Like I don't know. I was not under the impression that this is the first time that we were supposed to see her. Um, I because she felt like a power broker misdirect. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, that that was my uh, initial reaction. Except the character that she's playing, um, is um is quite is quite famous. So Valentina Allegra de Fontaine is the um is Nick Fury's main like um I don't know companion I guess sure. partner in in his series the from the Storenko days from the 70s okay she eventually becomes Madame Hydra right um and so this is Madame Hydra's back in uh, Hydra's back in a big way John Walker thinks that he which I'll get to John Walker in a second but you know like so I don't necessarily think that she was supposed to show up earlier i think this was this was the she's setting this is the seed for what comes later kind of like um planting the seed of the ten rings maybe Mm -hmm. or or the infinity stones or something like that this is all this is all the sprinkled part but i think sometimes when you when you start sprinkling things you're you as a comic fan, you don't immediately recognize. Mm-hmm. You start to feel like a regular audience member where you're like, I don't quite understand where you're going with this. And I just, I'm going to have to trust you because like, if you watched Avengers in theater and a big purple guy shows up and smiles, you're like, who the hell that? Right, right, right. Like, sure. why, why does anything what you just said matter? Yes. Like, yeah. So, but that's where I am on that. I do want to say a couple things. One that uh, Carl Lumley as Isaiah Bradley. Clutch. Top notch. Top Top notch. notch. Yeah, he's just he's the best. But, you know, his the guy that's with him, Eli Bradley, um, which I guess is his son, his grandson, whatever. He's um, he is a young Avenger in. Oh, the nice. I missed that. Yeah. So he's a, a guy named Patriot. Um, and so you have these like, again, about the legacy of America, but also like 
the legacy of Captain America-esque heroes. You know, you have Isaiah Bradley from the 50s, you have John Walker, you have Sam Wilson, and you have Eli Bradley. But now that's three young Avengers Mm. that Marvel has thrown out there for us. We've got Wanda's kids in WandaVision, and now we've got Eli Bradley. So, like... They're doing something, you know, like they're going in. The, you know, we have Miss Marvel coming and, you know, all this stuff is like it's all it's in a, there. It's all a brewing. It's all a brewing, um, which I thought, uh, which I think is good. Very good. There's also Joaquin Torres, who is the like the army guy that is there to help yeah, Sam. Yeah. When Sam becomes Captain America in the comics, Joaquin becomes Falcon. Ah, um, Okay. And so, or maybe he comes a different hero name, but any, but either way, like he takes Sam, he's like, Sam's like, you keep them, you keep these wings. That's cause he's going to actually do something with them, you know? So we'll sure. see that guy again too. Sure. Sure. You know? Okay. So, so that tracks. Yeah. So they're planting, they're planting some, they're planting some good seeds. I do want to talk about John Walker because we mentioned, we mentioned Valentina. Um, I thought John Walker was one of the, was one of the most dynamic characters in the MCU to date. Uh, he, you love to hate him. You yeah, love to hate him. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. was, he did it. He played that exactly right. Yep. He did. He, there was a lot of nuance to Wyatt Russell's performance, you know, because he starts strong. He comes out with, you know, he comes out and he winks at the camera and there's all this stuff. And you're like, I hate you. Already. Yep. 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 I hate you. Um, and, but here's a guy that, before he even starts is crippled by the like the pressure of what he's about to do and doesn't understand the performance in a lot of ways it mirrors Steve's story in first avenger right you have the guy you know he becomes captain america what do you do stick him on stage sell it sell america mm. and you know mm-hmm. and then he goes rogue in a way much like um, not rogue, but you know what I mean? Like he, you know, he starts to do his thing much like Steve does, but he, um, you know, but he doesn't have Steve's heart. And that's the thing that Erskine goes all the way back to with the super soldier serum. It, it just makes you more of who you are. And that's just not who he is because he's already crippled by self doubt mm-hmm. and fear mm-hmm. and all of this stuff. And then you have, so you have that track, but then you also have the parallel of Isaiah Bradley doing the exact same thing that Steve Rogers did in the first Avenger and like being locked up for 30 years for and experimented on crazy. Like, it's good. That's like that stuff to me makes this show way better. Yeah. Like, no, because those, were, those were great things. Those were yeah. wonder and, and well done. Wonderfully, um, wonderfully executed, wonderfully written one, you know, and I, I would argue that's something that would be very hard to do as well as they did in a movie. As much as I'm saying, I think that this, could have could have been a movie perhaps that's one thing that would have been hard because to, to give the isaiah bradley story room to breathe like that and have it having the impact that it had would have been difficult in a two-hour movie mm-hmm. do you have that do you want to, is there more to say you looked at me like you were like please continue but also oh. i have more to say so i wasn't sure how to read that uh you, i certainly i want you to continue i guess the only other thing i would say is um it's really funny how uh john um bears a striking resemblance to ego but that's that's <laughs> well, ego might have had more than one kid on her. Mm, let's just put that. Let's just put that out there. I mean, let's not actually. I'm not. I'm not so about John Walker theories. and Peter Quill, our yeah, half brothers. You heard it here first. Let's not do that. 
let's not. Um, so, but anyway, oh, with the, uh, Valentino, with John Walker. So he he destroys himself. He's like the the government fully rejects him, blah, blah, blah. And he thinks it takes him back, right, with Valentino. Like, I'm back, baby. That's what he says. His best friend died. And he's like, but I'm but I'm, I'm U.S. agent I'm now. U.S. agent. I'm good. I'm good. It's the same but black. And she's like, yeah, don't worry about that. You know, like, you know, like that. It's I, I like it because like if he is America, if he it, like he's the symbol of America, but he's he's realistic America in a lot of ways. Hey, look, it's America inserting itself where it doesn't belong. And now it's paying the pun and now it's paying the penalty. Now it's duped. Now it's this. Oh, you thought you got it, but you didn't. And I just think that was I think that's smart to show like. I think it shows the. I mean, we already knew Steve Rogers was the best. Like everybody knows that, but you know, but it like to have that juxtaposition with other people just trying mm-hmm. their best, mm-hmm. yeah, and not coming close makes a huge difference. He represents America, like f- falling for uh, its own, uh, falling in love with its own reflection. You know, right. like just totally like being like, hey, you can have all these, you can have the costume and you can, you can be, you can be who you want to be like, great. Oh my God, this is great. And not realizing all the downsides and the strings that are attached to that. If I may, if Steve Rogers is the greatest generation, right? You know, that Captain America, you know, selfless, blah, blah, blah. This is what we did in the war, so on and so forth. Then John Walker is in direct parallel to he's either Reagan U.S. agent, mm-hmm. which I mean, he kind of was in the comics. I mean, yes. that was that's, yeah. you know where he was with birth, but um, but now he's like post nine eleven Captain America. Like this is the Captain America we need now, you know, in this in this world and blah blah blah, you know, or in the MCU, he's you know post blip Captain America. What the kind of thing he needs now? He's the Captain America that that you know saw too many Instagram ads and really thought that if he drank this kind of tea, he would get a flat tummy or something. You know, like he saw some just. <laughs> <laughs> he's the flat tummy tea captain america <laughs> he, he he's the back this kickstarter captain america um, oh no you know it's um he just he falls for it because he falls for the for, the for the promises the empty promises that the world offers um and doesn't have doesn't have like the greatest generation captain america had doesn't have like sort of the moral backbone um to to stand up and and sort of know you know right from wrong or, or know when he's being fooled Agreed. Agreed. Um, let's um, uh, pivot a little bit. Let's talk Baron Zemo, mm. um, who I thought was great in in this. I thought he was. I thought that Daniel Bruhl is awesome, but he he brings an extra level that you wouldn't that that I I felt was missing from from Civil War, and this is kind of the Zemo that I recognize, and so I enjoyed his performance. Uh, I enjoyed his performance a little more. The my only real criticism is that they make this big thing about him, like reaching for the purple mask and putting it on, and he puts it on, he fights with it, it's amazing, and I was like, maybe this will come back, maybe he'll come back, blah blah blah. No, it was just fan service. Yeah. But there was. literally was no reason for him. Like, if he just like found a purple mask and put it on, like, and he's like, "Got to protect my identity in this one second, That's fine. But like, this whole like, reach for what do I do? Do I reach? Like, what is that? What is happening? Like, why? Why was that? Uh, necessary? Yeah, I, I, I got nothing for you. I got nothing for you on that. Yeah, that's okay. That's fine. But I like the rest, and I loved Sebastian Stan. I, I. I like that he and Sam were working through their trauma again. Like this seems to be the thing that they're not letting go of 
post blip world right you know and so but it's to them it's really about these two guys who were always like they were like jealous friends they were like they like i'm the best friend no i'm the best friend yeah and now they have to there it's in each they have to find steve within each other and that i thought worked really well because especially bucky who Starts out in First Avenger again, noble purposes, joins the army, does this like, I mean, you know, I got, you know, I got my, he got his papers, right? So he, he sure. was called to enlist and, and all this stuff. And so, but here he is as a guy who's just been screwed by the system over and over again. Cause that's really a, the, like the main theme of this whole show was screwed by the system, right? The, like the people coming back from the blip are screwed by the system, Black community screwed by the system. Yes. Yes. John Walker gets screwed by the military. Um, um, Sharon um, Sharon Carter gets screwed. Like you know, like everybody is j- like you know, everybody is hurt and recovering from. Everybody's hurt and recovering from existing systems, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and I, and I, it doesn't necessarily confront all of those things head on, but at least a lot of the characters are coming through it together. A lot of characters are coming through it together, and I, I, I liked that. I think that's my biggest criticism of the show, honestly, is that there is not, they're not, uh, they, they don't address a lot of things head on. They sort of touch lots of different, like, ooh, this is interesting, isn't it? Ooh, that's interesting, isn't it? I feel like WandaVision was a was like a 12-part maxi-series, Maximoff series, like like a 12-part maxi-series where they're publishing one issue a month, right? Obviously, it wasn't 12 episodes, but just go with me on this. Sure. Um, no, I just like the 12-part Maximoff, Maximoff series. I thought that was great. And this was a six-issue arc that was written for trade. Sure. Uh, yeah. And And... I feel like every episode of WandaVision felt like an event and like somewhat self-contained. Obviously, there were cliffhangers. There were things you wanted to know what's going to happen in the next episode. But it was sort of like, here's what happens in each, in each episode. And that happened less and less as it went on, but generally speaking. Mm-hmm. And this show was more of like, it's one big unit being told in in chapters. And and I, th- I think something that, that really threw me off from the start was the fact that they didn't, they didn't give us more. They only gave us one episode uh at the beginning. It just gave us the first episode and then it was one episode at a time yeah. after that. And I felt I like it, it would have been better a served. Bit more happens. It's one, they're longer than the WandaVision episodes. They are, but I feel like it would have been better served if I had had two or three to, to I, get into the story and know what I was getting into. Because at the end of episode one, I didn't really know what the story of the series was. And we hadn't seen the two characters, the, the two title characters interact yet. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I do think that was a fault of the first episode. I'm not I'm with you there, but I, I think if you're if you're looking at it like from a scheduling point of view, they only had six episodes. It has to come out in a particular amount of time to fit the next thing, you know, because this had to be done before Bad Batch. Yes, but they have control over Star that. Wars. But they and... have control over it. Disney has control over that. It's not yeah, like it's well, the weather. They, we can't they, do anything yeah, about that it. Doesn't, uh, yeah, that, that, that <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> That's what I'm no, saying. No. They had control over it, and I wish they had exercised that control a little bit more yeah. judiciously. Yeah, but some things, when things are set, when dates are set, dates are set, you know, and, and you got to adhere to that sometimes. Um, you know, especially when your marketing materials say, oh, it's coming out on this day. It's coming out on this day. It's coming out on this day. Like, and the episodes are longer. And I think WandaVision, when WandaVision was supposed to come out second, I don't think it was a, like a, would have been as much of a hard sell. Because mm. Falcon Winter Soldier, hey, everyone, it's Marvel. You know what it's like. And you watched it, and it's Marvel. The yes. end. It's not yes. as hard of a sell. WandaVision is a tough sell. Like, especially when you hear the concept and nothing happens in the first two episodes related to the overall, like really related to the overall narrative. And so they have to like, 
for a younger audience who do- doesn't recognize Dick Van Dyke or doesn't yeah, recognize yeah, the witch. Yeah. Like they have to let that person get through those things to get to what they expect. That's right. That's right. I- I'll say this too. With regards to the release order of the two series, on paper, having a a movie about like these two, you know, characters uh, of of Falcon Winter Soldier, who are like beloved from the from the movies, and and having that be the and uh, having a show that feels like an extension of the of the film universe, that on paper that looks like the right have that show be first, and then do your sort of weirder off the wall show secondly. Um, if you had asked me which configuration would work better i would have said falcon winter soldier first then wandavision and and if people want to stick around for the weird show they'll stick around for the weird show but it mm-hmm. turns out that like actually having wandavision come out the the gate first i think was really cool because it showed them doing something daring something different uh breaking their mold a little bit and the the and that that was what it was and it was great but maybe the sort of unfortunate downside of that is the momentum from wandavision you're like all right cool what new interesting things are they going to do here and then you get a show that feels like the movies which is good which is like the movies are good so you something that feels like the movies should be a good thing but it's it's a different moment it set a precedent that it it wasn't supposed to exactly exactly and and not one they intended to set either but that's that's correct just just the you know just the happenstance outcome of of the way things turned out yeah and i again i think it is it is a little unfair to compare them because like when you go see a marvel movie you don't compare ant-man 2 to endgame where you're like oh well it wasn't as good as endgame or you don't compare iron man to thor 3 like they're just completely separate movies Mm -hmm. with different characters with different ideas themes and like we're comparing them because they're television shows yeah you know and that's that's not fair to the material that we watched um and and i think in some ways that even include like wandavision had more episodes but they were shorter so we can't say like, oh, well, it was only six episodes. I'm like, yeah, but they were longer, and and it's telling a different story in a different format. Right. So it's a different uh, format, exactly. That, that's what that's where I was sort of going with the, the two different kinds of comic books uh, yeah. analogy because yes. it, it, it it's a different format. Um, I heard someone else uh, say like, oh, it's sort of like you know, I wanted a taco and you gave me uh, a gyro, and it's like, yeah, it's very good. I like tacos though. So like it's it's good. Like why are you complaining about this hero? It's so good. No, it is. It's just that I like tacos, so this is just it's just different. No, um, you're right. I, you're it, right. It's like it's not bad. It's just different than what I what I was, you know, That's what right. I came for. I wanted macaroni and cheese and you gave me spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah, it's like okay, yeah, they're yeah. similar. Like they're okay, yeah. They're, they're both noodles, right, sure. But yeah. but very different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think that's fair. And I know I, I'm in the minority of liking this more. But also, I just, for me, like, Captain America is my favorite MCU yes. character. And so to see that legacy continue to be honed and spoken of and doing interesting things with it, I just enjoyed that more. I'm not a, a hu- I'm not huge into um, sitcoms or um, uh it, but that's I guess that's basically about it because I love Wanda so infinite <laughs> right like that yeah but I get like that and there. I you're you've you know this conversation has given me more appreciation for Falcon and Winter Soldier um so so there you go yeah if you say Falcon in a weird way it says like it sounds like you just said something completely different mm. <laughs> yeah mm. just FYI you might want to bleep that out <laughs> <laughs> this when Mother go, Falcon episode will never yeah when you go back yeah. oh. 
goodness gracious. I probably have more things to say, but I think um no. Okay, Sharon Carter. Yes. What the what the frick was that? Did no. not see that coming. No, one didn't see it coming, didn't like it either. No, truthfully. I didn't either, actually. I, I agree with you. I, I was such a fan of hers, I mean, have been the whole time that she's been a character in the MCU and then loved her this whole show. And the twist at the end kind of broke my heart because I like her so much. I was yeah, well, I was yeah, literally thinking good. at that moment, I was like, Oh, are they setting up like a Sharon Carter? series oh my god what if they did an agent carter like reboot with sharon like what a cool like how cool but wait what Mm -hmm. (laughs) it just very quickly turned i just thought that i mean people change and everything and i'll get to that but you know like we meet her in winter soldier she's betrayed by her government because it's hydra right and so and then she's on the run at the end by the end of civil war and she's on the run for years and she like turns herself into the power broker because she's been betrayed by her government right you know she she joined because of aunt peggy that's what she says in civil war right that was like her big that was her big thing look at the greatest generation again look how amazing she was look at what she did all this stuff and you turn around and stab me in the back like and and she's bitter about that and so she like turns herself into something powerful um which is fine and everything but it just feels like it just doesn't feel natural for her character for her reasoning behind everything what she says she believes in and like all this stuff it doesn't feel right but however my thought after she's like at the mid credit scene she's walking out of the the all-purpose government building yes. and um and she's on the phone and she's like, blah, 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 like, you know, do you want some stuff now? Blah, 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 whatever she says. Now, could go in a couple of different directions. She's selling to Hydra and she's connected to Val. Um, it, she could be, um, someone told me like maybe she's working for Nick Fury. And this mm-hmm. is all like mm-hmm. a thing that's wrapped up in there. Um, and I said, that could be, I mean, Nick Fury, last we saw Nick Fury, he's chilling in space or whatever. Right. You know, so, um, so that's very possible. Or she's a scroll. That um, was, you know, when she was the way she was walking out of that building, Scroll was the thing that came to my mind, especially yeah. the conversation she had on the phone. Yeah, that I thought Scroll. Um, but the the Hydra angle is interesting, and the Fury angle is very interesting. But um, yeah, I don't know. I kind of feel like it's either Scroll or Hydra. Yeah, I, and I'm fine. I mean, they're obviously setting up Secret Invasion. We know it's coming. Olivia Coleman has been attached. Amelia Clark is attached. Like some, like that's those are gets. Those that's really that's great oh, for yeah. Marvel. Um, and so it's gonna. They're, I, they're. I mean, when um, uh, WandaVision ends with scroll stuff, and so like clearly they're that's the thing they're building to. That's the next thing that they're 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 building to. So I think that that's the. And op- I think that's just a maybe a more opening because Sharon Carter yeah. is also a character that I'd be like, I'd be OK if you're a scroll. That one doesn't hurt as much. You know, I could yes. like how far back were you scroll? I could think about that for a while. Yes. It could be two. It could be post-Civil War. Could be this like whatever. That one feels OK to me. Agreed. That, yeah, that that one's OK. Um, so, so we'll see. I don't know. Also, know what was cool though? Going to Madripoor. That's a big comics thing, especially for the X Men. Madripoor is a huge comics, uh, X Men thing. So I thought I was excited about that. That was just a little bit closer to the X Men in the MCU. So, yeah. Well, Frank, this was fun. 
This was fun. The, overall, yeah, this show had a lot going for it. Um, it was, I think I would have enjoyed it more, honestly, if it had been the first show. But um, I, I, just, I think so too. Yeah, I, I yeah. think we all would have enjoyed it more if it was. That's the probably first true. One. That's probably true. Yeah, but hey, you've actually made me uh, reconsider a lot of the things, um, and given me appreciation for things that I didn't uh, care for initially. So same, same here. Fun you've stuff. lowered my standard, and I've raised yours. There That's we what go. This is and all so about. we meet in the middle. Exactly. But tell them where they can meet us on the internet, Frank. Well, you can meet us at beerwithgeeks.com or thoughtbubbleaudio.com if you want to check out our other shows. We're on every podcast app, full stop. Every podcast app, you can search for Beer With Geeks and find us there. Follow us uh, for for every episode so you never miss one. You can support us by subscribing at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. You know, we do these shows. We love doing them. They do cost a little bit of money to, to produce, and your support of as little as a buck a month makes it possible for us to keep on keeping on. So thank you to everyone who supports us there. Meanwhile, you can rate and review us in Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Stitcher and everywhere else. That helps us tremendously as well. And you can contact us at Beer with Geeks on Twitter or beerwithgeeks at gmail.com if that's your preference. And um, I think I think those are all the all the places. Those are all the things. So you know, unless one of us was a scroll, um, I think this this episode actually went pretty well. I do believe so. Nicely done, Frank. So until next time, cheers. cheers.